Welcome to the New Christian Podcast, where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim, and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics, such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. Greetings and welcome to the New Christian Podcast. Uh, We're in Series 2, Season 2, and we're going to be discussing here in Episode 5 on how to deal with frustrations, how to deal with frustrations as a Christian and anger as a Christian. And we're going to be looking at some Bible verses that uh, kind of go over some of the applications that I want to address here uh, in this topic. Now, we all seem to have frustrations and anger from time to time. We, we, we think of uh, instances in our lives when we are dealing with uh, things that frustrate us as Christians or things that uh, we can't control. But the Bible gives us a roadmap on how to deal with certain situations and how to react and act on these frustrations and anger. And we're going to look at a couple of things here. The first thing I want to address here is we all feel frustrations from time to time, but how we deal with them is the key. How we react depends on how our relationship with God is. In Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, we read the story of Moses as a baby and how his mother, a Jewish slave in the court of the Egyptian pharaoh, reacted to the birth of her son. She knew how wrong it would be to destroy her child. But there was little she could do to change the pharaoh's new law. Her only alternative was to hide Moses and later place him in a tiny papyrus basket on the Nile River. God used her courageous act to place her son, the Hebrew of God's choosing, in the house of Pharaoh. Do you see sometimes... Do you sometimes feel surrounded by evil and frustration by how little you can do about a situation you're in? I know I do, and I know many of you listening probably do. When faced with evil, look for ways to act against it. Then trust God to use your effort, however small it seems, in his war against evil. Secondly, avoid making important decisions when you're frustrated. The book of Job is a wonderful book that uh, addresses this. And in Job chapter 10, verse 13 and 14, it says this, But this is what you concealed in your heart, and I know that this was in, in your mind. If I sinned, 
you could be watching me and would not let my offenses go unpunished. You see, in frustration, Job jumped to a false conclusion that God was getting, going to get him. Wrong assumptions lead to wrong conclusions. We dare not take our limited experiences and jump to conclusions about life in general. If you find yourself doubting God, remember that you don't have all the facts. God wants only the very best for your life. Many people endure great pain, but ultimately they find some greater good came from it. When you're struggling, don't assume the worst. Next, don't be the cause of frustrations of others. Ephesians says this, Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not exacerbate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. That's the key. Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. The purpose of parental discipline is to help children grow, not to exacerbate or provoke them to anger or discouragement. Colossians chapter 3 verse 21 says this, Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Parents, Parenting is not easy. It takes lots of patience to raise children in a loving, Christ-honoring manner. Likewise, we should never cause anyone to be frustrated that we come in contact with. Now, I'll be the first to admit that we can't control how someone feels by what we say or do, nor can we control how a person will react to our words and deeds. But we can choose to say, I'm sorry for the way you preserved you perceived my words or deeds. It was not my intention to anger you. Next, don't be motivated by frustration. So you see, frustration and anger should not be caused by for dis, cause, causes for discipline. Instead, parents should act in love, treating their children and others, for that matter, as Jesus treats the people he loves. This is vital to children's development and to their understanding of what Christ is like. This is also how many people in today's society react to anger and frustration in those we come in contact with and whom we listen to. We often react or are motivated by frustrations and anger as to how someone treats us or what someone may be doing to us. Remember, the story of, of Jesus and the money changers in the temple. In John chapter 2, verses 13 through 16, tells the story. And it says this, when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords 
and drove all the temp- drove from the temple courts both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To this who sold doves, he said, Get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. You see, did Jesus lose his cool? You know, there's a phrase that's sometimes used uh, for this. It's called temple tantrum. And it might suggest both the Gospels of John and the Gospels of Mark depict not a sudden rash outburst, but something carefully planned. You see, in Mark chapter 11, verses 11 through 19, Jesus visits the temple but waits until the next day to do anything. In John's version, Jesus actually takes the time to make a whip from cord in John chapter 2, verse 15. If calling it a temple tantrum gives the wrong impression, does the cleansing of the temple get closer to the meaning of this incident? I tend to think so. If the selling of animals occurred anywhere within the temple precinct, it would have been in the, in the outer courts of the temple of Gentiles. You see, animals leave behind a mess, messy droppings. It means, you know, dung and things like that was considered to defile sacred spaces. But some may have thought that the presence of Gentiles viewed as inherently unclean at that time was no more or no less defiling than the presence of animals or dung. You see, Jesus, on the other hand, is depicted as touching and dining with the ritually unclean. And he may therefore have objected both to the implied slight towards non-Jews and to the disrespect of their spaces of worship that was involved in holding commercial activities in the court of Gentiles. You see, the words attributed to Jesus in Mark chapter 11 focus on the status of the temple according to predictions of Isaiah 56 chapter 56 verse 7 when it says these I I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar for the house will be called a house of prayer for all nations as a house of prayer for all people. So Jesus was displaying righteous anger towards the money changers for turning God's house into a den of thieves, robbing and commanding of commi- robbing the commands of God's of God for profit. So what can we learn from our frustrations and our anger? It is this that one frustration that one frustrations are inevitable they are going to happen they're they're out of our control and our nature in a sinful world we are going to get angry we are going to be frustrated and two we don't have to let them control us we don't have to allow our frustrations to get the better of us our anger to get the better of us because of the actions of 
that I spoke about earlier in our applications of uh, how our how we react to certain situations is a key indicator of our relationship with God. How to avoid uh, being uh, making important decisions when we're frustrated. And to not exacerbate or frustrate others. And don't be motivated by our frustrations. These are key. These are examples of how God is shaping and changing our lives and how we are to react to uh, emotions in our lives. How we're to believe that God is in control. We have to have a sense of godly nature as we grow in Christ. We have to have a sense of I know it's the cliche of what would Jesus do, but in a sense, this kind of makes sense. What would Jesus do in a situation of frustration and anger? Just like we have the story of Jesus uh, in his righteous anger going to the temple and overturning the money changer tables and uh, kind of throwing a holy tantrum, if you will. I know that's a bad way of saying it, but... uh, expressing righteous anger in the midst of such grievous sin in the house of God. Uh, We can have that righteous anger, just as God did. We can have frustration and anger against godly injustice, or godless injustice, I should say. Injustice that goes directly and squares directly against the word of God. We can have righteous anger. But the message that I want to give to you is we can have righteous anger, but still we should not sin as a consequence of that righteous anger. We can still have a biblical foundation, a biblical understanding of how the world works and how we are to act as believers in Jesus in that world. We can be angry and frustrated at things that don't uh, seem biblical to us or actions from other people who uh, don't seem biblical to us. But again, we still need to have Christ's love because the Bible also says in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, that they will know us by our love. That doesn't mean that we stay silent. That doesn't mean that we... uh, become puppets of people who are going directly against the word of God. But it does mean we do it in love. It does mean that we show our love to those who are unbelief in what we believe as a sacrificial act of love. As I close, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast from week to week. And as we continue through this uh, time of isolation and time of uh, frustration and anger and and political turmoil and all this that's going on today in in today's world in 2020, uh, I want to always thank you so much uh, for listening to these podcasts. Uh, Comment. Uh, I welcome the comments. 
Uh, I welcome the uh, support and love and caring for uh, those of us who were called to uh, preach the message of Christ uh, and to guide those uh, biblically. Uh, we don't always get it right, but we strive to be more like Christ every day as we study the Bible, serve others, and share our faith together. May you be blessed this week. I want to thank, thank you. you for joining me on the New Christian Podcast today. And if you have any questions or would like help with anything, uh, feel free to contact me on my anchor.fm uh, dashboard, uh, my Facebook and Twitter. Uh, links, links are there. And you can also reach me if you uh, are on YouTube and you search Preacher Jim C. My YouTube channel will come up and you can message me there. Uh, and I want to thank you for joining us and have a blessed day. Thank you.